0: Tenement TV. Tenement.
1: Tenement TV. Tenement TV.
0: Tenement TV. Tenement
1: TV. TV. It's Hayden Millie callum Charlo from the Ninth Wave here.
0: Hi, this is Faris from The Horrors, and you're listening to the Tenement TV podcast. How long ago was it? It was quite a while ago now, but um, I, I messaged the Ninth Wave Instagram a while ago when I was looking for new bands that I liked because I at the time actually I was I was doing my own label and there was only a couple of bands that I that I ended up reaching out to and one was um, one was Happy Meal Limited and the other was the Ninth Wave. And then a couple of years later they um they got in touch and and, and asked me to produce something. As we have uh, previously discussed. You've got, a Hayden. You've got a reputation for firing band members. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: for, <laughs> coming up with band names, and can you remember any of the other names that you considered for band names? Yeah. Did you have any others that you sort of that you thought about? Not even necessarily bad ones, but I mean, I, I'd imagine there probably were a few. But I mean, there were some terrible horrors. ones.
2: Uh, I was thirteen or fourteen. It used to be my brother and my cousin in the band, but of course they got fired because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah we we used to be called the Waves when we were wee boys like 7 years old uh, yeah. I was anyway and then when I was about 13 or 14 we decided to change the name because we were 13 and 14 they were terrible names one was Custard Lions <laughs> um, right. yeah because I, I said that and well, me and my brother used to share a room and uh, he said I said that in my sleep one night so we were like oh that would be a cool band name <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like as in lions and tigers, lions.
2: Like no, like custard lions, like custard cream, but like custard lion. Yeah, but yeah, like tigers and lions.
0: You often talk in your sleep.
2: Yeah, yes. I, I got. Yes. <laughs> Hayden
3: does lots of naughty things in his sleep. I do
1: not. I mean, no, I do actually. You're you're. The whole week up in Black Bay was basically every night I'd go to bed wondering what kind of conversation Hayden would try and have with me (laughs) I
4: I had to go to a different room
1: Oh my god Yeah (laughs) I'm sorry Um
3: I've I've seen I've seen Hayden like sit up in his sleep and just like hysterically laugh for about a minute and then go back to sleep. That he <laughs> <that's what laughs> does quite a lot.
0: I, I had a, I had a girlfriend who would say the most insane stuff in her sleep. Absolutely crazy. She, she was a really like really intense sleepwalker. I mean once she like sleepwalked through an entire hotel and went into people's rooms and like you know, she was just <laughs> causing chaos oh throughout god. the building. But, uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what would you say is the ninth wave song that you're most proud of? Uh
2: the first track on uh our first album, That's Broken Design. Was it was like it kind of like was a quite a clear step away from what we did before like Callum sent a message just before we started this call saying um, he just, saying he just listened to Reformation and then Happy Days and like the fucking difference in the two songs um, but I think that when I, I made the demo for this Broken Design it was kind of like cool this I like a like a like a different a clear different direction we kind of felt we we were going to like continue in that in that way
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like sometimes it's kind of like you'll write things and then um and it'll kind of like it it'll point the way, you know, in a way. Yeah. Like it will it'll kind of like sum up where where you feel like you want to go or like or, or what like a band should be or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That 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 felt like that for me, but um, that's just me, I don't know about the rest of you uh what what do you all think,
3: yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you've said, and I feel like when we were recording it as well, there wasn't any like, oh, should we do this? should we change this part? It was like very clear from the like there's not really much difference between the demo and the song it was kind of just like set in place, and it just felt very. Easy to record, and I think songs like that, are like you know, something, something to be kind of like look back on and be proud of. You're like, oh, oh shit, yeah. you did really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's definitely really cool when it comes together naturally, and it just kind of it feels effortless. If if you could have any any job in music other than actually being in a band, what do you think you'd do?
1: I suppose the obvious answer would be I'd probably be in some kind of law firm doing publishing contracts day in and night. That's I mean, what I'm fucking trained to do. I mean, I mean,
0: oh, you mean like, sorry, you mean like a music lawyer?
1: Yeah. Right. Um, but but I guess that's probably not what I choose to do. I don't really know what other options there, there are in the music industry. I would definitely not be a manager. I couldn't do that. That would be a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I tried the whole networking thing when I did work in a law firm and it just didn't work for me. I wasn't very good at it. I would just end up saying really stupid and embarrassing things to 50-year-old men who would look at me with one raised eyebrow and walk away. Um, so I couldn't I couldn't be a manager, that's for certain. I could give you a list of the things I definitely couldn't do, but of you know what I could do. I could sit and write contracts all day. What about,
0: uh, what about A&R? Would you be an A&R scout? I mean, what what does an NR scout do? Well, they go around uh, watching new bands at shows, promising them um, that all their dreams will be fulfilled, and then and then smashing those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that does, I mean, uh, that sounds <laughs> enticing. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm very good at telling people they're shit. So.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that- yeah, you got to tell them this
1: year after you've after you've got their hopes. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean that that sounds that sounds superficially quite good going around and listening to new bands, but probably similar to being uh, working in a music studio. You would have so much absolute utter guff coming through day in and day out that you would you would just end up hating your job like very quickly. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really I really like like engineering because I like recording and I like that side of it but again the like in that same vein I couldn't work in a studio doing that because you would you can't have well at least for a good few years at the start you can't have much control over who's coming into the studio because at the end of the day you're getting paid so you would just end up with a lot of absolute tripe
0: yeah I think you'd learn a lot but I think it would probably get it, it would definitely it's a different it's a totally different thing isn't it I mean it's like like the engineers that I know that work on it full time it's um it's it's just a completely different world it's like it, it, like you said it's like a job and, and I think they have to approach it differently it's like they don't really get to kind of their taste doesn't really come into it when they're working on it every day they just have to sort of adapt which in some ways is cool I guess Amelia. Mhm. What was your most treasured toy as a kid?
3: <clears throat> My most treasured toy. It was a little, a little tiny cat called Cleo, um, and she had a bell round her neck that was a bell from a lint bunny, um, and I uh, used to sleep with her every single night, and. Um, she, I used to like, like have her literally everywhere because she was like the size of my hand, and it got to the stage where she had like no stuffing left in her because I'd like squeeze her so tight out. See, when I was younger, I used to sleep with about a hundred toys in my bed because I didn't <laughs> have to leave any of them out. So like my mom would come into my bed and like put me to like you know tuck me in and stuff, and I'd just be lying there with my arms wrapped around like a (laughs) hundred stuffed monkeys, and she'd be like, "Millie, there's no space in the bed for you." I'm like, "It's okay, it doesn't matter as long as they have space and stuff." So I was I was that weird kid who had like hundreds of toys, but this one cat, Cleo, I loved.
0: What happened to Cleo?
3: She's still in my room at my mom's. Um, but she's just like it's she has nothing left in her. she's just like a sack of nothing
0: <laughs> <laughs> i always I always feel like it be the sort of the nightmare the nightmare situation if you went back to someone's house for the first time is turning the lights on and seeing the entire room full of toys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well luckily, luckily I left them all my mums so that's that's not in my room anymore I've I've, I've pretended that I've grown up
0: uh, Carlo if um if a friend of yours was visiting Glasgow for the first time uh, where do you think you'd take them um
4: <clears throat> Necropolis pretty good uh, I'd, I'd, yeah I'd take you there for sure um <laughs> It. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, You'd love it. The big like old Victorian cemetery by the cathedral. Um you get a nice view all over the
1: city.
0: Oh, is it on is it on is it like on a hill or something? Yeah,
4: yeah. Above the cathedral.
1: Is it not the largest cemetery in a defined area? <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it, might, it, might be, it might be Europe, but let me fact check Really? Fucking
4: uh, hell so I it's the biggest one in Europe
0: how, how long have you lived in Glasgow? Uh,
4: about 10, 12 years now, I think How were you before that? Uh, South Africa But I lived in Glasgow before I lived in South Africa
0: but yeah, did you, like 12 years consecutively. Did your parents move to, um, to South Africa? They did. Was it, was it for, for work? Yeah, yeah, when I was like
4: 10 years old. Moved to South Africa when I was like 10, but I'd been living in Glasgow already for like six years, so it wasn't too unfamiliar coming back. And now I've been in Glasgow for the longest period of time I've lived anywhere.
0: Hayden, how old were you when you had your first kiss? Oh gosh! Whoa! He still <laughs> not had it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Can you yeah. describe? Can you describe the um the situation that led to this kiss? Um.
1: Well. <laughs>
2: It's a funny one. Well, it's not a funny one, but it's. I'm not really sure what one it was. It was in my um, friend's bedroom, and uh, my girlfriend of the week. Um, they only lasted a week. We were both there, and my friend was there in the bedroom. But I kissed my friend. I kissed him on the cheek first, or just on the cheek. I don't know why. And then um, me and my girlfriend for seven days uh, kissed, and that was that. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember when when what what do you call it when someone like makes a a kissy face with their lips, puckered their lips, Is that it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember thinking when she puckered her lips, she like she. I don't know why, but she reminded me like of an octopus, and then it just like out like. Yeah, uh, I'll never forget that. I was funny you asked that because I've not thought about this for a long time. But yeah, her her like lips reminded me of like a like a fucking I don't know like a or like a sea anemone. What like do you know those like squishy underwater like things you get? Yeah, the red things, and you put your finger in them, and they like grab onto it. Yeah,
3: Hayden, has you got a fish
4: bench?
2: <laughs> Definitely not. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, I lips some me of that, um, and then that was that. And then we broke up for the day after that. Wait,
0: well, um, they remind you of they remind you of that before you continued with the kiss.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I like like as she puckered her lips, I looked at her lips, and that is what popped into my head. And then we kissed, and I went back to listening to ACDC and playing my West Paul.
4: <laughs>
0: That's the way I liked it. Or the girl, or my Les Paul. I hope none of them are listening right now. Really? I have a friend who um who loved uh, how his um his volume pedal looked so much that he kissed it once. Really? <laughs> yeah, he really. Loved the way it looked yeah. He was really and He thought it, he thought it was the perfect object. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, have you ever kissed a at musical pedal. or a yeah, um, I can't believe I'm actually giving this serious thought. Uh, I don't know if I have. I must have done. Oh, you could have saved that. You could have asked me that later. If you had an unlimited budget, what do you think? You, how do you think you'd set up the stage?
1: I really like compact stage setups. I was watching. LCD sound system, the Glastonbury set from like 2016 or something, and I just thought it looked absolutely brilliant because they were just, yeah, they were just packed, I, I packed in together. Um, and I just think that's really cool looking. So it'd be cool to have like a everyone in the middle and then a really cool like standing light show or something all around. it. That'd be my ideal, but I'm I'm a sad bastard. So.
3: There's an to set where uh, they use a bunch of like... Um, sheets of uh, I think it's like mesh that they've printed on and they're, but they're huge they're the entire size of the stage and there's like five of them and all the like performers are like in amongst them and you can like just see them but there's like stuff printed on and I love the way that looks like with the lights and stuff so any like something it feels very theatrical and I, I love yeah. stages like that uh, so definitely something like that
0: Yes, I, I think um, I, I think the way um, the way Twigs presents her live stuff is really cool. Actually, it's, yeah. Um, I mean, she had she had she had a load of like a, a load of um, like sort of uh, like voguing, you know the you know the um, yeah yeah. She was like a, she was a load of Vogue dancers uh, at one one show that I watched. It looked completely insane. I don't even. I, I'm not even sure if she she was singing live. But I, I don't think it necessarily matters Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's just more like a presentation. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a different thing. I think you generate better kind of energy on stage when when you're all packed together. Yeah, because I, yeah. I love it when you're on a big stage and you just pack, you just pack everyone really tightly together. It's, I don't really enjoy it being spread out. You lose a bit of the sort of human you know, connect. Like, have you supported anyone like in, in a in a really
1: big? Time? Uh, we supported Churchy's
2: at the Hydro. It was actually with another drummer, but Callum actually joined us uh, to play extra synths and guitar. So there was five of us on stage. There was Churchy's set up, and then Wet Seat Grandma, who were the main support. Their setup was there. And then we set up in front of that, the big stage in the big room, but we were all like quite close together
0: and it felt nice. Were um were let's see grandma, were they were they just doing it just the to two of them or did they did they have a uh, two,
1: three five? of them? Yeah, the drummer. They're the drummer. Right. Yeah, hey,
3: Melton was drumming for them.
2: Oh yeah, do you want to say it's the drummer of savages? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really good
3: actually. I really enjoyed watching their performance because it's, it is such a massive stage and <laughs> they just have so much energy. They literally, it was just their entire set was just them like sprinting from one side of the stage to the other.
1: Yeah, and they weirdly, they weirdly <laughs>
0: didn't,
1: they, they didn't sweat. <laughs> no. <Just> they had <laughs> uh, Superhuman. They had, they, had no, they had no perspiration.
0: They're, they're like that. They're like that in the studio as well. They they just it, it's. I don't know. I mean, they're also quite young. I mean, I guess they would have been at the time. But yeah, they have so much energy. They are like that when they're writing as well. They just constantly. They never sit still. Basically, what was it you recorded of them? Just- oh, I I did um the what's it called uh, Hot Pink and um um it's not just me those two singles nice um yeah they were they were fun. Over the course of your lifetime, what do you think the record that you listen to the most often is?
3: The record I've listened to the most often. Oh, it's a difficult one because I feel like um, I go through so many stages of like listening to the same thing over and over and over. Um, yeah. Like I get really obsessive about albums and stuff. Probably either Marika Hackman, We Slept at Last, or Cocteau Twins, Treasure. Because when I was younger, I loved the fact that I was named after a song. So I just was like, "Yes, that's my song!" Every time it came on, and like, I just I, I loved that. Were
0: you, you, you were you named after a cocktail Twins song?
3: Yeah, I was named after Amelia on Treasure.
0: Well, so you, so you, I guess, so I guess your parents were really into the cocktail twins, obviously. Was yeah, that?
3: my mum told me that I was conceived to the cocktail twins, so. Yeah, apparently. apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the record that uh, the Gun Club record that Robin Guthrie produced? There's a song on it that actually sounds like the Cocktail Twins, but with Jeffrey Lee Pierce Really cool. Oh, really
3: nice.
4: It was only after we'd recorded and I was sitting on Netflix, I remember, realized that you were in the Mighty Boosh <laughs> What was it like doing that episode? Um, I can like quote every fucking episode, <laughs> and then I didn't realize you were in it.
0: Weird, because it was because me and Noel sort of like instinctively didn't get on from like the first second meeting each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apart from that, it was very weird doing those kind of things. It was it was it was cool um, because we got to see and doing all the puppets and like all the all the and the stage set was nuts. It was so long ago. It's like was it think, scripted with you in mind? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Nice. Uh, yeah, the, which, which, yeah, which is cool. I mean, they, yeah, they they basically wrote that, which was uh, nice of them. Yeah, me, yeah, me and Noel have a, a strange relationship. Go off. what <laughs> <laughs> it was. That was yeah.
1: How was the the Twitter listening party? thing recently I watched the Primary Colours was it weird going back and, and, and listening to it and having to comment on everything and maybe giving some personal stories and all that about it
0: it was weirder than I thought it would be I don't generally listen to records that that, that we've finished once they're finished and firstly it's usually like you know you've heard you've heard the things so often trying to get mm. them right but the last thing you want to do is, is listen to them again um, and also they become something else once they're released you know it's like uh, I kind of feel like, you know, when, when people ask you to sort of like say what a song is about, I, I feel like other people's interpretations of what a song is about are just as valid. And, and yeah. it, it kind of doesn't really matter what, what you originally wrote them about. You don't like, it's almost like you kind of, you know, you, you have as, they have as much right to sort of define what a song is about as you do, because it's kind of, it just becomes something else. It, it, it belongs to, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird thing to say, but it kind of like belongs to, to the world once it's released. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was more, it was more like, um, it was more emotionally intense than I thought it would be. Cause it was, cause also because it was a really weird time, at, at, you know, doing the record and, and then going back to that, I sort of recently feel like it's kind of cool to be just to, to be open about things. Whereas in the past I, I would be obsessively, um, private about everything I, I just think it's actually better to, to just be like to, to lay things out but yeah it's cool it's fun What album if any are you proudest of as a body of work? Even just doing the first single like when because when when we started The Horrors like it was sort of um, the, the idea of having our own seven inch because we were all record collectors or whatever and the idea of having our own one was kind of mind blowing so I remember getting the copies back of the, of the very first single and being able to hold it in your hand you know, that was that was a really amazing thing and, and and getting to like design the artwork and all that stuff yeah it was really uh i don't know it's like it's kind of a moment that i that I'll always remember really i don't think it's possible to be completely happy with anything that you finish i think yeah. it's uh, i don't know if that's something that can ever be like it's something that you that you strive for What was the last book that you gave or lent to someone?
2: I gave Wessia of Wessia and the Best Boys got this book. It's called um, A Tramp Around Glasgow, and it's uh, it was it was made in the nineties. This guy just went around interviewing and taking pictures of a lot of the homeless people that were living in Glasgow at the time, and like hearing their stories and how they got there and stuff. It's a nice but like eye-opening, like almost shocking. Thing to read because you kind of realise that, and everyone does it, I'm sure, at some point. But you can. It sounds bad to say, but when you see like a homeless person on the street, or like, you both just like what I've said, like homeless person, but they're just people. Like through reading that book, you kind of realise like sometimes when people make judgments and they think like, ah, oh, they're just a fucking drug addict. That's how they've got
0: there. Like that's so often like not the case. Really interesting book. There's this Instagram account called um, Humans of New York, and it's kind of a similar thing, but yeah, uh, yeah. Amelia, what was your first job?
3: I was a netball coach for a good like four or five years. I loved it until I had to coach my little sister. And obviously trying to coach your little sister is the worst thing in the world because they have absolutely no you know they don't see you as someone that they should listen to so they're just like shut up and then because it's all their friends they're just like shut up i had uh, a stressful time doing that trying to coach all these like 10 year olds as like a 16 year old no i'm not very good at standing up for myself so i'd just be like oh whatever if you want to just not do anything then fine fuck about for an hour i don't give a shit like (laughs) i was not a good coach i was not a good coach
0: that's funny because when i was 16 i was a football coach
3: Really? That's
0: yeah. Awesome. Um, How did you, what, you what, find what, it? Yeah, what I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was really good. I
3: much preferred playing to coaching, I have to say.
0: Carlo, what is your most frequently used cooking ingredient? Tofu. Tofu. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it is quick around, so you know. Callum, one piece of equipment on your wish list. Profit sense.
1: What other place in the world would you live if you didn't live at the place you currently live? <laughs>
0: I'd live somewhere that wasn't English-speaking. I'd probably live. I'd probably live in Mexico. Mm. I love Mexico. It's like the Wild West. There's so much energy to it, and kind of there's so many hidden because like, it's massive. You know, it's like you know, just it's so expansive. It's Such a huge city, and there's so many different parts of it.
3: Faris, what's the longest you've gone without sleep? When
0: I was at school. I decided, I don't know why I did this before my exams, but I just decided to see how long I could stay up for, like without, you know, the use of any drugs or anything. Uh, and I made it four days, and then I had an exam the next day, and I, and I thought, should I sleep? I should probably sleep. So I had two hours sleep. But, so four days was the longest, but I was actually, I was kind of seeing things by the end. Fucking wow.
3: How did the exam go?
0: <laughs> the exam, actually, the exam was fine. The exam went well. Well,
3: that's impressive. It was only,
0: yeah, but it was it was um it was a photography exam. Do you feel young or old, Faris? Makes people feel young or old is whether they are still curious about things or not, like whether they're still excited about learning new things and stuff like that. So I feel young, but then I also feel like I've, I've lived forever. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my favourite people are actually the ones who are really, really immature.
1: That's why you're able to deal with us in Blackbe.
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely the levels of immaturity there were something previously <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paris what's he, the
3: song your karaoke choice
0: you know what I've never actually done karaoke
3: you've never done karaoke
0: no not properly I've no. never I, you know I, I, yeah I haven't done it
3: is that a choice? Have you been offered and you've turned it down? Or?
0: What it is, it's like I, I kind of feel like um, I would want to do it. This sounds really stupid because I know Carioca is supposed to be about having fun, but uh, I'd want to do it properly. <laughs>
3: so, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that. I get that.
0: Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. I just haven't, yeah, haven't done it. Who would be know your what chosen song? I don't know. I'd probably, maybe I'd do a Lee Hazelwood one or something That'd be quite fun to sing. Um, alright well thanks guys um, nice to talk to you all yeah nice, yeah, you. yeah nice to speak to you have you got the record mastered yet? Uh,
1: yeah thanks. well no we're still waiting on one track I think
0: we'll have it very 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 soon yeah Max uh, Max surpassed himself he did so much fucking work yeah, yeah. unbelievable Max mm-hmm.
1: just incredible cool. hopefully he liked the tracks and it wasn't like some kind of form of torture
0: he was saying actually he loved love working on them and how, how he'd love to do it again so yeah dream team talk to you all soon yeah have a lovely yeah. day yeah nice speaking bye. farewell bye. bye
4: bye made tempura last night and yeah. had tofu with it very Thank nice
0: yeah. I've always wanted to make
4: tempura I've never done it yeah, beer batter, just like equal parts, flour and beer. Easy. Wow.
0: Hello, I'm Farris from the Horrors, and this is the Tenement TV podcast. Wait, that wasn't, I'm sorry, I phrased that like a question.
4: <laughs> 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 um,
0: and also, I really, uh, I really speak Spanish. You speak Spanish? I <laughs> Espanol. How long did you
2: sleep for... When you went back to sleep after the exam, I
0: I slept for I slept for a good ten hours.
2: <laughs> I don't burp as much now. Oh, do you not? No, I don't know what was going on that week, but hey, that, that, that is an out and out lie. <laughs> I don't. I, I no,
0: no, not as much. Come on, you've got to admit that the amount of the amount of sounds coming from your body. In- <laughs> I really haven't experienced anything like that on anything I've ever
1: You didn't have to share a room with him. <laughs> <laughs>